Welcome to the NCO Journal Podcast. I'm Sergeant Alan Brutus. Today I'm joined by Command Sergeant Major Edward Mitchell from the Center for Initial Military Training. Sergeant Major, thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Today we're talking about basic combat training and advanced individual training, specifically the changes that have been taking place over the past year or so. Sergeant Major, I've been reading a lot about changes coming to basic training. Can you tell me a little bit about what some of these changes are? Uh, absolutely. Um, well, we you got to understand it from the past of where we're going to today. And right now what we have is, you know, a lot of the changes that we are making is because soldiers were getting into training and they will pass a gate test or an end of test and then they move on to another phase. And when they get to the very end of basic training, they did not um, use any of the tasks they learned at the beginning of the training when you're looking at the socialization process. So some of the changes we made is we uh, implemented the hammer, anvil, and forge phase of it. So at the end of each one of the phase, they will have a field exercise that they would have to do and incorporate everything they have learned during the first phase. And then the anvils, when you got the second phase, and then the forge is a combination of everything they learned while they were in basic training. That is one. The second phase thing to be changed was the PT test. You know, when you're coming out of basic training, you had to do 50-50-50. Now we'll be looking at every soldier that graduated out of basic training will have to do 60-60-60, which means when they get to AIT, they have already passed the Army Physical Fitness Test. So this is also what helped them when they going on to their first unit of assignment. We also implemented some more where we're looking at the medical um, that we, we, we um, TC3, what we look for is more medical tasks that we added into this also, which means that, you know, in the beginning we was not given as much on, on, on the medical task, but now we have culminated it all to where it's also is in line with what you do when you get to the first unit of assignment, as well as we added combatants into it. So now soldiers can come in and get level one training in combatants, and the ones who are really good, we can make sure they get certified before they get out of basic training. It's not everybody but it's the ones who shows the potential to go ahead and, you know, to do exceptional doing basic training will get the opportunity to go ahead and um, compete to get certified before they leave there. And there are a few things that we have changed inside of BCT as of right now. Okay, Sergeant Major, and you had mentioned uh, the medical. Is, that, um, is the push for that trying to get combat lifesavers certified during basic training? No, it's not to get them combat lifesavers certified, but what we're looking at is right now with MEDCOM is have a phase of uh, the, ML, the POIs they have, they have changed, the program of instruction, and we're trying to make sure it's in line with that, is that we, we want to make sure that when they start going through these medical phases, when you start uh, treating for shock, are you trying to do an open wound, are you trying to do a compound fracture, are you trying to do a closed fracture, but when you get to the forward phase, you will be able to implement every last bit of them tasks that you have learned in the beginning. So the forward phase is where you would actually be if you was at war, or if you was out there in a battlefield, or if you was out there in the field training exercise, how would you use those tasks? And that's where we get to the field phase where they get to use them all at the end. It's a combination of all. So we essentially what we did, we rearranged the map and the map of how they all come in to play as they go through the training so it makes more sense as they get to the completion of training. Okay, Sergeant Major, and one last question about that is, so you had mentioned the, uh, the field exercises. So is that w replacing the, uh, essentially, when I went through basic training, you know, you stand in line and you, you test on this specific task, and then if you get a go, then you don't do it anymore. They're trying to incorporate it more into a field, a realistic environment. You're right, and that's how it was, and 
imply the same way when I came through basic training. Now it's more in the sense now is, for instance, you're looking at the forge, for instance. And you can get with Fort Jackson, Sergeant Major Christian, the Fort Jackson, go in great detail. But I'm just going to tell you this. If you go out to the forge, you can do a 45. Altogether, you're going to be walking about 45 miles altogether when you're looking at foot marching. But as you go through that, you got sites that you're going to be going through where you're going to be executing different types of training as you go through. But that whole time frame, you're out in that forge site. So it ain't like you sitting there to get a go or no-go. It's you're going to be executing that training as you go through, taking your weapon and everything, just like you was going through a field training exercise like NTC or JROTC or JMARC over there in Germany. Okay, Sergeant Major. And uh, what, what prompted the Army to make or, or to review the basic training? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, first of all, you know, of course, every year we got, uh, by regulation, TR 350-70, is make sure that we go every three years, we got to take our assessment of what we're looking at going through basic training. And as you go through there with the assessments that you normally have, as well as you get with all of your key leaders that you have, and you look and see them, are we actually getting after the soldierization process, that soldier that we want for our first unit assignment, are we actually giving them a very good product? And with all that input, we'll come back and we'll do an assessment and saying, oh, is that product what we want it to be? And, of course, if you do the assessment, you will find changes that you need to implement. So, however, the number one problem was looking at was physical fitness and, like, discipline, like, for instance. So there were some things that came back that we, we assessed and we see that we need to have to get out there. And that, you know, is something that helped us change the way we approach um, basic combat training. Okay. And uh, there's a pilot program. Uh, going on at Fort Jackson right now. Uh, do you have any input on how that is going so far? Uh, is it, you know, is it being received well, or is it hitting any uh, headaches along the way? Um, right now, I have went down there and I have witnessed it myself, and I have walked through it, and I went through every last one of the phases. I would really defer that to Fort Jackson, but what I will tell you from all of the soldiers that I have talked to, that's within basic combat training, right then and there in the phases, they all love it because it's different than what it used to be, and it's not where you have a lot of law, um, a time where you got to just stand around. You are continuously being engaged. And you're gonna, And most of the soldiers, when you're looking at the rest period they've been getting, most of the time it's during the daytime, because most of the training they're doing is at night. So all the time when you go sit back there and say you had to just stand around and wait in line, just like you said in the beginning, uh, you came through, all that went, that we took all that out of play. So now they they when they say they have time to rest, they go to sleep because they're tired, and then they get them to continue to execute. And, and our senior leaders across the um, military, our most senior leaders, you know, they want soldiers on the field. You know, I, I equate this to like a like football or baseball because I I play sports coming up. Hey, you want them in the game. You don't want them on the sideline. You don't want them hoping. We want them in the game. In order to get them in the game, sometimes we got to change up our training um, strategy to make sure we can do that. Because right now, this new BCTPOI we're doing, we're going to have a lot of soldiers in the game. They won't be on the sideline. If they're on the sideline, that's because it's not a spot in the game for them to get to. But they'll be ready to go if you call upon them. And will this change the, uh, the way that drill sergeants are trained when they go through drill sergeant school? to ask, because right now what we're doing, we are looking at the whole drill sergeant academy POI right now. And what we're trying to do, if we change it in BCT and basic combat training, we have to train what's going on in drill sergeant school so the drill sergeant understand they can train the POIs that they're going to get to when they get out there to, the, um, to their organization. So, yes, to answer 
your question. We are changing the POIs inside of Drill Sergeant Academy right now to reflect the new change that we're doing in BCT POI. Because, matter of fact, we're going to have a symposium coming up to we invite all ATCs, Army Training Centers, as well as some, not all the brigades, but some of the brigades, some of the battalion sergeants, and some of the first sergeants, as well as some of their senior drill sergeants will come, and we're going to meet at Fort Jackson, and we're going to talk about the new training for the BCT POI that we're going through now, as well as the POI for drill sergeant school, and what should that really look like. And that's important to make sure, make sure we take the POI for drill sergeant academy and make it to mirror what's going on inside the new BCT POI. Okay, Sergeant Major. And uh, is there like is there any kind of schedule uh, that we're hoping to get these new changes implemented across all of basic training? Well, right now I, I will tell you this right here. Again, we're going through the pilot, and we got to make sure everything we test everything within this pilot. And we are hoping and, and, and that after this pilot is done, that we can implement some pilot in around about the maybe the fall time frame. But we got to make sure that the pilot is complete and we have stressed everything that we want inside of this BCT POI revision before we go ahead and push it out to the rest of the um, uh, ATCs. Okay, Sergeant Major. And uh, I know we were just talking about drill sergeants, and I know that drill sergeants have, in the past month or so, started returning to AIT. Um, what's the status of this? Uh, when are we trying to get it across all of AITs? And also, how is this going to change training for drill sergeants um, going through drill sergeant school, will it just go back to what they used to do, or is there new, uh, new uh, instructions they're going to have to have? Well, and that's, that's a very good question. That's a very good question. Uh, what I will tell you right now, we are looking back at the, you know, in the academy we had this drill sergeant recertification, which used to be a two-week course that we normally have for drill sergeants who want to come back on the trail after 36 months. So what we did, we took that two-week course and we changed it into the drill sergeant certification program that we have today for the AIT platoon sergeant. So it's a two-week course that we're running today. And as you know, right now we have already graduated 89. We've got 95 into school right at this moment. And it's going phenomenal. All of the, the AIT platoon sergeant will come out for two weeks and we will touch on some of the tasks they did not get when they was coming through the AIT platoon song that we normally give to the drill song, like rifle marksmanship. We give them combatives. We give them new lessons on 350.6 that they would not be touching on. And we also give them some more training that you saw looking at combatives, as well as some first aid that they didn't get because in AIT, most of them don't, don't, do not have to teach that. So we give them all these different tasks that they didn't get when they came through, through the six-week course to make sure that they obtain the training that they need to be that drill sergeant that goes back out to AIT platoon sergeant. Now, they go back out to AIT, I mean, excuse me. So, after the graduation, every last one of these AIT platoon sergeants will graduate with a hat patch and they'll move back out to their organization. And, and really, they'll be a trained drill sergeant at that point in time. But everybody else comes into drill sergeant school, get the nine-week drill sergeant, go through the nine-week drill sergeant course. And we just making sure this AIT platoon sergeant is, is the same. And it should, you know, right now we have about 517 of the 571 that's supposed to be in there, and we're looking at, should be finishing this up around about July, is when we're looking at the conversion should be over with, and we will have AIT drill sergeants across the whole, you know, AIT um, pendulum that we have out there at this point in time. Okay, Sergeant Major, and what is... Uh... What's the Army hoping to accomplish by putting drill sergeants back into the AIT environment? Well, right now what you're looking at is discipline. You know, our number one 
uh, we did an assessment from all of our first unit of assignment as well as our, our you're looking at our customers, which is like Forcecom and Tradoc and everybody. We did an assessment and surveys and find out what was the number one, um, you know, issue or concern that they have. And the number one concern was discipline was one and physical fitness. So in order to get out, we're making sure that all of the drill sergeants understand that we're putting drill sergeants back out there. It does not mean that the AIT platoon sign is not a leader and that they cannot train. It's just that we're going to make sure that when you see that hat, it brings a different stigma and a different environment that you create a different environment when you see a drill sergeant walking around with a hat, when you see somebody walking around in the same headgear that a trainee walks around in today. And hopefully what we're trying to get after is the discipline level or when they go into their first unit of assignment as well as the physical fitness. But, but I will say again, all non-commissioned officers that we have out here today, the hat doesn't make the leader. The leader makes the hat. So in saying that, we just want to make sure we can identify our leaders who's out there that's supposed to be doing the job we asked them to do. Uh, is there anything else that you want to say about um, the pilot program, the changes to basic training in AIT, uh, really anything that we've talked about? Uh, so I'm say, the only thing that I would say to close this out is, Again, our number one priority when you look at it is readiness. And because you look at readiness, it doesn't make a difference if you're looking at the BCT changes or if you're looking at um, holistic health and fitness or if you're just looking at the drill saw and AIT conversion. At the end of the day, we're looking at soldiers that can be on the field playing the game. And what we are doing today is making sure that the soldier that we're sending out there is better trained, is better equipped, and is ready to, con to conduct any mission that we have to give them or they have to do in the future. And what does that mean to me? If you can't get in the game, then guess what we're doing? We're not sending you a good product. And I can, I can tell you today, what we have going on inside of CIMT, when we're looking at these revisions and assessments that we have and the changes that we are making, it's going to have a better product going to that first unit of assignment. And everybody, whenever any senior leader call on them, they will be ready to do the task that they ask to do. And we'll, get, we'll try to knock, not try, we will diminish this non-deployable that we have today. And this is why we make the changes that we make. Sergeant Major Mitchell, thank you again for joining us and being part of the NCO Journal podcast. Well, I will tell you something. Thank you so much for having me, and good luck to you. And I hope that everybody out there across the whole United States Army see that the changes we're making is because it's what they want and what they need, and that's a better soldier that's on the field. So thank you. Thank you, Sergeant Major. My fellow NCOs, you can join in on the conversation by following us at facebook.com slash ncojournal and on Twitter at ncojournal. Put your knowledge to print, submit articles, and get published through the NCO Journal. Until next time, I'm Sergeant Alan Brutus.